This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or Zepbound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes out Get across to, to Mr. Kevin Jackson, who last week we spoke to all, all sorts of fun and games about about St. Johnson, who'd, who'd gone out of the cup up in Scotland to, to Adrianians. Kevin, how are you doing, sir? I'm fine. I'm bitterly disappointed. I had messages lined up to send to all my Liverpool supporting pals <laughs> with a link to the YouTube of the 1970 FA Cup quarterfinal, the Barry Endy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's sitting there with just... Ah, it's going to have to wait till 10 days before I can send it or not. <laughs> oh, that's confident fighting talk. I like that. I like that. With, with but, a, um, yeah, Barry Endy yeah, heading, quick... heading in the goal, 1-0, with, with the wonderful cross from the excellently named Ron Wig. I think that's that. Was it Ray Lug? Oh, was or... it Ray Lug? That's it. Oh, I said Ron Wig for a moment. Ray Lug, what a great player. When footballers were called Ray, Terry and, and Colin, that's what I like. Anyway, Kevin, enough of me yapping and making up imaginary footballers from the 1960s. What did, what did you think of the rest of the things today? Yeah, I was listening on the radio, so no particular insight, except I'm delighted that Pollock seems to have impressed people. I saw quite a bit of him last season when he was up here. And I tried to call in a couple of times when I, I saw him against St. Johnston. Uh-huh. And he's, there's a player in there somewhere. There really is. One game, oh, it was St. Johnston, Aberdeen at home. Saints were down to 10 men and really weren't troubling Aberdeen. And he just played like, well, it was a quarterback's performance. He was playing gr- beautiful cross cross field, long passes and just, yeah, I was really impressed by him. So I did try and get on a couple of times, but the vagaries of mobile signal up here (laughs) prevented that. But yeah, no, I'm delighted for him. And I just hope they do manage to get over this little, this transfer request and manage to keep him because I'm pretty sure there's a player in there. 
I think we saw today those that those kind of belligerent defend first qualities that I think you'd like to see from something I, I call traditional British centre-backs before it became everybody's dribbling out and everybody wants somebody who, who, who plays out from the back. He, he's a he's an old-fashioned, and I make no apology for saying that, an old-fashioned stopper, and there's got to be a place in the game for that, absolutely. But he was, yeah. uh, he, he's got a lack of a lack of pace, but there's no lack of effort. You can see that he works going backwards as hard as he works going forwards, if that makes sense. When the ball gets played in behind, you can almost see an awareness that, ah, this is where the danger is, and he's a stopper. He's there to sense and sniff it out. and, and So he, he played well. Either way, whatever happens, and was um, as Neil was saying earlier on, because he said, we're going to have to pay some money to get somebody with those qualities, and I don't necessarily disagree with that, but it's you can you can see him trying to convince but obviously being frustrated at the length of time it's taken for him to get a to get an opportunity and a run Wednesday we'll, yeah, we'll and see what happens especially when he he was pretty highly acclaimed the press liked him the Aberdeen fans liked him Aberdeen did a bit of a turnaround that season and a lot of the press were saying it's it's partly because the defense is now working since he came in well, now, there's a big gap. There's a big gap between Scottish Premier League and the Championship. I don't dispute that, but he he definitely made a difference to Aberdeen's um, season last year. Yeah, they were. They really called these three guys out. I'm pretty sure one of them was playing for Bristol City last week, who was in that little triumvirate that they had at yeah. the back, and and they were there were all sorts of inquiries as to if they could keep him longer or if they could what would happen. And it it must be so frustrating for a young player who's who's obviously there will be a shadow of his dad's career because his dad Jamie Pollock was a pretty decent player to be frank, played at Man City, Bolton Palace, of, and probably elsewhere. Well, I didn't realise that. Oh yeah, he did, and he had. There, you can see that you can see the family similarity. Uh, he played in midfield, and he was he had that combative thing. But I'd suggest he probably had an extra yard of pace, and he was a midfielder rather than a defender. He was quite creative. He had a shot on him, and so he had a, a good pedigree. So you can understand why a man walking in the shadows of his dad's career wants to make sure he gets in there. And he's had those interesting sniffs of possibility at Grimsby before he came to us at Cheltenham, where he was their young player of the season. They thought the world of him. Comes back in, never quite works, has that Millwall moment, goes to Aberdeen, comes back, and it's all kind of fits and starts. He's looking to obviously try to get in and played. Because, of course, all the things we said about Dennis and Semmer not quite being up to match fitness, in fairness, they all apply to Pollock. Because he hasn't yeah. been having that run of games, and yet he absolutely dug in today, which which was which was tremendous to see, and fair play to him, sir. But, of course, the question everybody's asking is, what, what, what happened with St Johnston this weekend? Yeah, I've been twice since we last spoke, both one one. Yeah, Aberdeen on Wednesday night, they were pretty poor in the first half, but really dug in and and did well second half. So I went with enthusiasm and optimism on Saturday, and it was back to the the usual level of (laughs) just joint football. There's There's such parallels between St. Johnson and Watford, it's ninety percent frustration and ten percent glory. So, so if any if anybody's not got a Scottish team, and everybody should, St Johnston's the obvious choice for most Watford fans. I would I would protest. Well, I, there's no way there's no way that we could obviously as Watford fans, there may be many who will be Celtic and many who will be Rangers fans. 
there's no way we could adopt one of those obvious teams absolutely right. So I, I think at the moment we're certainly all leaning towards towards this St Johnston on a regular update from Kev. I like this very much. This is excellent news. <laughs> That's the reason I'm there was an attempt to keep my kids out of the evil clutches of the old firm. That was pure and simple, but it stuck with me. Well, I like. I've got to say, I love the I love the idea of ninety percent frustration and ten percent glory. I think most of us would take ten percent glory. Uh, that, yeah, I, I get your point immediately. Absolutely. Yeah. I tell you what, we're going to do before we let you go. Let's bring in Alan, Mr. Alan Lathwell, who uh, again I also saw down in the bunker had a point with earlier on. Who is who is basically as you're going to be covering Scotland for us? Like I've just given you that appointment. Sorry, Kev, you've been knackered with that. Alan looks after all things non-league, with the exception of Coney Heath, which of course we leave to Ellie. Alan, sir. There he is. How oh, I'm fine. We've got Kevin on from Scotland. We've got you looking after non-league and the general kind of 90 minutes from Leicester area. What did you make of today? Thoroughly enjoyed it, but to be honest. It was a good game of football. Hello, I've got other phones going off. I'm going to have to call you. I'll come back to you. Don't worry, I'll take you off for the minute. Oh, look at that. I was really looking hopeful. Kevin, I'm so sorry. I was really looking forward to seeing whether or not Alan might give us a seal of approval on St. Johnston as our Scottish Scottish (laughs) team. But never mind, we'll see that again. But, well, look, Wednesday, you did say you might be able to get down for for the Sheffield Wednesday game. Yeah, I've got to to leave on Tuesday because there's no trains north of Edinburgh. Blimey. Um, this week. So I'm gonna, just going to go over, stay in Edinburgh and then travel down Wednesday to the game and then I'll, I'll stay over, get a hotel and, and travel back Thursday. Oh, did this is excellent. Well done, sir. That's a real level of uh, of putting it in to to get all the way down from north of the border there to uh, to Sheffield. Are, are you? What are you hoping to see? Having seen the game today. Are you hoping that we rotate because we've got the games and, and maybe you see Ryvich, or would you stick with, with Bio or Baku as he was originally named for some reason today at some stage? Uh, I would, uh, because I don't get to see many games, I just want to, I want to see Sema. I want to see, I want to see the exciting players. I'd quite like to see Ryevich if we're going to see Sema. And if he can get crosses in, then let's hope that the big man can do it. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. We'll see. Kev, look, lovely to speak to you, sir. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. And we look forward to hopefully catching you when they're trying to make their way back up to... be making their way back up to Edinburgh on, on Wednesday night just before the transfer window shuts but let's get across to to Chris Taufer and we, we spoke to him after the after the Bristol City game what did you make after the after the Saints Cup game today mate? Oh hi Pete how you doing? Oh, I'm alright thank you very much indeed not too bad at all yeah again I was I, I would echo what, what Wendell was saying I think it was yeah I think there's a lot of positivity there especially even though there was a lot of possession up with Southampton and we were soaked but we soaked up the pressure and the f- defense was good and yeah I know everyone gets a bit of a bit of a high blood pressure now Backman's coming on but he was great as well <laughs> defense was a bit solid yeah it, again it's the final third isn't it it's what we're lacking but I was still like a window said that yeah I'm seeing positivity there no, absolutely. A mixture of frustration and positivity is definitely mm. the Watford way. As we just heard, 90% frustration for St. Johnson, 10% glory. I, I, I think I'd take 10% glory any day. I like that very much. Have you, got a, have you got a liking for any particular Scottish team? We're playing around with perhaps adopting as a kind of distant cousin St. Johnston in, in honour of Kev. Any Scottish team that you have a, a liking towards? I'm not getting involved in Scottish football. It's too political for me. Oh, there you go. There, that's <laughs> 
that was swiftly avoided. Fair enough, Chris. Well, in, in terms of then, obviously, we're looking at Wednesday. Obviously, the Cup today, everybody would have been boinging around quite happily going, yes, we're going to Anfield and we're quite happy with that. Obviously, the last minute equaliser means we're all a little bit flat, etc. But the real the real kind of gig kicks off with Sheffield Wednesday at the weekend, sorry, on uh, midweek. And, of course, then we've got kind of Cardiff coming up as well. How do you think we should fare against them? Because we've come up against tougher opponents today and given a decent fist of it, haven't we? Well, exactly. I was, yeah, I know the last result was 1-1, but, yeah, Southampton have been on a fantastic run of form. So, yeah, I'm not, I felt deflated coming away from the ground today, I'm not going to lie, because obviously we lost the goal right. Yeah, in the context of Southampton's form, I think we really, yeah, they, we showed up. Yeah, sadly, Ken still looks a bit out of form. I think the whole Dennis hype is, you know, he's going to have to be worked into the team. He doesn't look fit. Um, but yeah, and, and as was mentioned before, the substitutions today, I think Georgie and, and Mateus were like looking really good today. It was looking quite solid. There was lots of chances. So I think there's a huge amount to change in it personally. I don't know. Well, that's positive. That's a positive then. Well, mm. we, we will see how we do. And obviously, we've got the transfer window coming up. So lovely stuff, Chris. Thank you very much for that. Let's see if we can get Alan back on and see whether or not people stop ringing him. But honestly, what are they doing? Alan, sir. There you Is go. Is that me you're trying to... Yes, oh. it was indeed. Okay. It was indeed. Sorry, I know. It goes quiet Sorry. sometimes. Not at all, mate. So anyway, we were saying, an enjoyable yeah. game. Yeah, I, f- I thought it was an enjoyable game. I think we were a bit wasteful in front of goal. Agreed. I felt we were we it really that last half hour we run out we run out of legs really, and I I agree with what's been said about Emmanuel Dennis. It seems way off being match fit, but there was one instance after he came on where actually he, we were under pressure and he actually got us up the pitch. So I think there's reasons to be positive about him being being at the club. I also would agree it's really frustrating. I've had reservations about the the quality of Pollock uh, to play at, at our level. Yeah. And then the next thing we know, he's on the transfer list, and then he puts in a performance like that. It's like, oh... What, why can we have seen a bit more of that before now? And I know he hasn't had many opportunities, but I've never felt entirely comfortable when he has come on the pitch. But today he started and he he he, he played ever so well. What was also noticeable, there were a couple of instances, two or three instances during the game where he, he came across to Val and I think Val was coaching him through the game or giving him instruction and and he he actually performed really well for us. So yeah, it, that was that that was nice to see. If that could be a consistent level of performance, I'd love to keep him at the club. But I think we're probably too far down the road, and I think in reality that he probably will be gone in the next few days. But we need to look and see if we can get we can get another centre half in if it, if he is leaving. Otherwise, not too many complaints. I think on balance, the late goal for Southampton was deserved, to be honest. And I thought it was quite a clever, cute bit of play. Was it Armstrong that got the equaliser? Stuart Armstrong. So I felt they deserved that. A couple of other things. It was nice to see you and Justin and Mal and for the game, but also to have a bump into John Parslow in the GT as well. And it was nice to finally have a chat with John, who's a smashing chat. Yep. 
So, yeah, on balance today, on, on balance today, I'd say it's, it was well worth the drive down as we approached Junction 17. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you like to try and track my I was going to say, so. Alan absolutely killing my Where's Alan Lathwell <laughs> game. He's just there. Yeah, Are you yeah, near Junction 17? If I get him first, <laughs> You equalised yeah. before I could score. What can we do? Yeah, no, it's lovely. The bunker and, and thanks to Roy and Bob and everybody down there for, for getting that down. It's it's a nice atmosphere. It's not it's the answer to the kind of kind of corporate nature to everything. And hopefully the, the atmosphere down there hopefully starts to permeate inside the ground over time. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed, but hopefully that'll be heading well, in the right I, direction. I was, I, obviously, timing is everything. I managed to get there in time for you to get me a pint, mate. I so did. that's all right. I, I did. He made a late, <laughs> late run into the box, so did Alan, and I, I, I got him fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever moved so fast. It, it was to be honest. It was like David Platt esque. Just drifted in at the end. It was great. It was brilliant. <laughs> ghosted, ghosted in. <laughs> but there, there was one thing I never said to you today. But I, I was concerned about us at one point. Cause yeah. I thought with you and me stood next to each other in the bunker, I thought we did potentially represent a fire risk if, in the event there was an emergency evacuation with you and me blocking the way. Mate, all we did was we created the atmosphere. Without us being there, it, it would have felt half full. That's all I'm saying. It's absolutely <laughs> fine. No, we are we are both big boned and quite proud of it. That'll do me. That'll do me. <laughs> Alice, lovely to see you again. I have to ask, as I'm going to ask everybody from now on, we've got Kev, who is following us heroically while also following following St Johnston, if we were going to go to a Scottish team, and I'm ruling out the big two, we, that's just too obvious, who would be your take for, for a, a, probably a quite eclectic choice of Scottish team to, for, the, for the pod well, to follow it, at a distance? As it's me, it would be very eclectic. And because they've got a bit of a pedigree in the Scottish Cup and they've done quite well in recent years and had some really big ties, it would be Akinlech Talbot. Who? <laughs> I collect Talbot. That go. sounded like you sneezed. That's ridiculous. God uh, bless you. <laughs> I like that very much. Acolect Talbot. Right, Justin, we're going to go... Google it. Acolect Talbot. Trust me, I'm going to be Googling it. If I can't find it, I'm coming on Twitter. You're going to be getting DMs from me going, Alan, what on earth are you winding me up for on this? That's not a team, that's a cough medicine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What have you done? Yeah, what have you done to me? You've actually been swearing at me in Albania. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise. It wouldn't surprise. <laughs> Our safe journey home, because as we all know in Leicester, it's always the last nine miles that take about an hour and a half. There we go. There's Mr. Alan Lathwell there, our resident expert on non-league there down at the Vic today, which was great. Hi, this is Tommy Smith. You're listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eye podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Let's get across to to Dylan, and then we'll get to the five words. Dylan, how you doing? Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, you're in in all in excellent stuff. So, how you doing? You uh, okay? Yeah, mixed emotions and feelings after that game. Yeah, but, understood. Uh, yeah. Okay, I've <sighs> my problem start. Well, my problem, but not problem, starts with Pollock. Oh, where is why is he always hiding? Where is his performance? Does it only come out for cups? Is it something that he can bring to the league? You don't know. And I think I heard you say it earlier, but I don't want him to go unless we can bring in someone who I don't want someone who beats him. I don't want someone who beats Porsche, who's overseer out. I want someone at the level of Hoyt, if not better. Yeah. And who do you bring in during January? The market is very small. Things like that. It, it, you're not sure. But I thought he was incredible today, Pollock. Absolutely amazing. I know, absolutely. You've got to, you've got to hope that it's not a one-off. And it, he's a player because of his sporadic opportunities to play in front of a Watford audience. Most people, when if I, I'm pretty sure, if I asked most people and said, "Tell me one moment when." Matty Pollock has played for Watford, they would all go back to that header against Millwall, which was that moment that was in danger of defining him. I think after today, he's starting to make good amend on that, and I agree with you. If there's nobody coming in that's of a suitable level of improvement, then do try to convince him to stay and blend him into that kind of rotation piece, if needs be, I'd have thought. Oh, 100%. And I think today we showed that our rotation and our squad depth, whilst it is very bare bones, we showed that actually we've got a really strong squad and it shows that we've we've had the whole year, we've had this debate of would you rather have a few amazing players or like one whole massive together team that isn't the best but fights for each other. But I think today when you've got players coming back from injuries, players like Dennis coming in for the first time and we're rotating and we can stick it to Southampton who went, what, 21 games unbeaten? And we should have won. We should have won that. Also, because I can't be bothered to travel down to Southampton in two weeks. It's a part of it. As I'm sure many people, their first thought when that went in was, bugger, how much does a train ticket cost to Southampton? I don't know. But it, it, what can you do? But I think we've shown today that our squad is really strong. As always, we had Andrews, who was amazing. Georgie's really starting to show himself. I, like, I was incredibly yeah. impressed with him. And Bayo. As always, presses so well, but just where on earth is he in the box? No idea. No, very good call. Great, very good shouts at all of that. I think the – and a good shout on, on Chak Fatadze there today, Georgie, because – what for me is interesting is, and obviously we will look at Dennis and Brett said earlier on it was his man to pick up, and I don't disagree with that. He was having to get up to the pace of a fairly frenetic game when he'd come on and he hasn't played since kind of a back end of November or something like that. Not dissimilar to, to Semma. So both of them were coming up to speed, but there's an impact that any new signing can make. But there's a number of impacts, really. And I think what we saw today was from Chak Fatadze, Espria and Martins all of them, I thought, made really valuable contributions. And all of those would be players who will be up against Dennis coming in. Sometimes you need to bring in a player to to make the other players go, I need to push on. And in a way, as Tom Ince has done that for Espria, because if Espria had been this season, which of course he hasn't been. Mainly he's been really good and we can see how good a potential a player he is going to be. We know he's not the finished article, but Tom Ince could have stepped in. He's had to keep his game at a high level to keep that place. And I think we were probably also seeing a reaction from not only Matty Pollock today, but also those players who we've bought in players to operate in their space to go, well, we think this is going to give us pace in behind. We think this is going to do this. And you saw three players there 
react to it. I think Kone looked a little bit off the pace, and I think he was. I thought he was struggling for about ten to fifteen minutes before he finally went down with a cramp, with a sorry calf strain. Mm. But that's what a transfer window could do for us, we'd hope. But I understand fully why you were a bit, oh crikey, we've led since minute five, and it goes in at the end. Gonna, <laughs> of course, we're going to be a bit pig sick, but never mind. But never mind. We do have though, I think, a pretty good record down at Southampton. I think the last time I went down there was when we played under Marco Silva and we beat them two nil, and it was and we were tremendous that day. And I appreciate we've not necessarily done our best work since then, but we had the two one under Roy Hodgson, one of the few wins. So, yeah, so what for going to Southampton? Yeah, it's no, it's no fixed thing. Most certainly, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Dylan, so are you going to be travelling away to to Wednesday, or are you going to be there for Cardiff? As a uni student, if I can get the lift off of another family member, I will a hundred percent get to Wednesday. But we'll have to see. For excellent stuff. Well, look, if you get up there, love the commitment, then give us a shout on the way back down. I presume family members would give you a lift back as well as up. I would certainly hope so. You've got to hope so. You've got, absolutely. Family, what can they say? You, you can't pick them. Wonderful stuff, Dylan. Love, lovely to hear from you. Let's hear from you again as well. That was great stuff. There's Dylan. Wonderful stuff. Right, let's get on to our five words and then and then obviously I'll let you guys finish off uh, the back end of your weekends. Uncle Ron came on and said, as you would expect, Backman, abomination of a keeper. I don't know when he'd sent that, but I imagine probably somewhere near kickoff. But obviously, we know his thoughts on him. But there we go. Got to give the lad a lot of credit. Give the lads a lot of credit there. Played so well for 89 minutes, says uh, Watford FC9. Brian Edwards said, winning the game is like awaiting the injection on death row. Well, we didn't quite get to winning the game, could we? Now, uh, Hornet Cohen came in with a number of good ones. I'm going to try and cover them all off in one go here. He said, where are our contingency plans? And I think that speaks to the fact that Southampton bought on stronger players than we had because they, they've got a wider uh, squad. It's probably a stronger squad to, to select from, and we didn't really have that. Our, our selection coming off the bench was, was people recovering from, from injury. He also said, Bio showed he's the guy. He also said, Dennis looked overconfident and selfish. Then puts in brackets, harsh judgment. I like the fact, Hornet Cone, well done, that you will make a comment and then start arguing with yourself in brackets. This is the way forward, and I like it very much. He also said, as I mentioned earlier on, Pollock looks a new player. That's been pretty much the story of the day, I think, from most people, which is good. George White, who I got to sit next to, Uxbridge, George, or just a, a bit, bit, uh, there, there was George, then there was Brett, then there was me. Said, could have been so different. And I turned to George at half time and said, So, what do you think? And he said, Well, the only thing is, it's not 2 0 or it's not 3 0. It's 1 0. It's still too close for comfort. <laughs> so, and I think he was absolutely right. Dave Lavender said, Lost momentum with our substitutions. Exactly what we're talking about. Dr. Dickie Sutton, who I got to meet today, lovely, said, Joanna Lumley can't build walls. I have no idea what that means, but Justin, I hope it means something to you because you were getting to chat to Dickie, whereas I was on the other side and couldn't hear a bloody word. Brian Edwards said, Kenny Jackett's head is huge. <laughs> I did love, I do have to say, I do love the fact that they brought out Kenny, who is obviously a Watford legend, but also a Portsmouth manager and, uh, and presented him in front of the Southampton fans at halftime. They were happy, weren't they? Pollock Jackson would be good, says Carl Campion, king of five words this season, I have to say. Alan WFC, Harrod Allen says, we can make playoffs. Crikey. Blaming Backman is so predictable, says Neil Silverstein. Cohen back gets to go back to Hornet. Cohen said, under 21's got to play the replay. That's the question. How important is this particular game versus and, and a trip to Anfield? Yes, it'd be nice. 
are we paying attention to the league more than anything? Dennis ain't the answer, surely, says Peter Joy. There's Jones. And everybody, sit back. It's time for Hornet Haikus. In Val, we trust. But four centre-backs, no midfield. Not sure that's the way. Oh, look at this. These words are great. They have a level of gravitas that I really am not doing nothing, not even close to worthy, not even the same postcode. Gary says, Dennis blowing after five minutes. Yeah, we. it was interesting. He came on and as Brett said, Brett was so looking forward to seeing him. And of course, you go with the memories of the player that we had. And of course, he hasn't played regularly now since pretty much he left us. So he's had a, a few runs in Turkey, but it didn't seem to work out. Do not sell Matty Pollock, says John Parslow. Carbs says, substitutions cost us the win. Brian Edwards, piss poor subs. Today, Ishmael, Simon Parkins, negative change of shape, frustrating. There was at one point where we were playing, uh, the opposition were playing literally 4-2-4, and we just vacated the midfield as well, which seemed a little bit odd, but there you go. John Parslow ended with eight fit men. Harry, Pollock, superb, played well. Shane, poor substitutions, threw it away, says Mark of Watford in England. Brian Edwards says a game of two halves. Louis Shearer should have won. Take your chances. Mikey Abraham sounds like a... Fair result. Ryan Cripps, gutted. Dreaded the replay now. Dreading the replay. Mikey, yeah, I think it was a fair result. I think I think any of Southampton fans on their way back would have said that if if anything at the end, they were gonna go and try and get the winner because we we didn't. We we took off players and ended up with kind of or literally all of our centre backs on the on on the pitch. And I I don't know about it. It just always feels like it's an inevitability. You're going to sit deeper and you're going to concede something. Don't fancy going to Liverpool, says Carl Campion. Willie Eckers like says Val substitutions lost us that. Chris Bone, my new saw is excellent. Oh, there you go. Chris Bone is moving from potatoes into tool messages like that. Carl Campion, centre spot challenge still rubbish. Somebody got a bit closer this time, I think. I think they actually got it in the centre circle. And there was a round of applause for that. Hampshire Hornet said Saints subs better than ours. Carl Campion back again. Curious cesspit changes, causes chaos. Silgerman, Dennis is far from ready. Yeah, I I think we know that. I think today was good to bring him on for 15 minutes just to reset everybody's level of expertise expectations of his readiness so we'll understand it if we're seeing a couple of cameos because there's what 16 games left something like that if we take two or three games to introduce him slowly and get him up to speed you can't take too long but you you bring him up to speed and then if he's good in the if he's good and strong in those last 13 games then then happy day not what for chances subs killed it again unfortunately coney had to go but saving a spree of 30 minutes had cost us another 30 shrewhorn says dennis is not match fit definitely hornet fez says disappointingly unsurprising or unsurprisingly disappointing oh wow that's tremendous hornet fez Take a bow, unless you're wearing a fez, in which case the fez will fall off. Hold your fez, take a bow then. One or the other or both, he says. Disappointingly unsurprising or unsurprisingly disappointing. Justin, that's going to be a podcast title, if ever. Pointless replay, no one wants his latter. Well done. Well said. Simon Watford FC says, uh, didn't take our chances. Yellow Army, which is Chris Brilly, says, uh, strange subs from Val Ishmael. Steve Potso out. Hello, Steve. Don't turn your back, Dennis, he says. Jesse Hornet, blame Ishmael with his subs. Ben Coleman says, bin off four centre-backs. And Chris, who we just spoke to earlier on, said, thanks, Matthias, motherfucking Martins. Is that his... That, that's a vicious rumour, I'm sure. But there we go. No, Matthias Martins coming on and having a good old game, I thought, today, and being, obviously, the free kick set him up. But it was really interesting... I don't know about you guys, but I'm a big believer in that if the opposition fans are going mental about 
an opposition player and he hasn't fouled one of them, the kind of obvious thing that you would do, you know he's causing them problems. They didn't like him at all. Let's quickly go to Mal, because Mal, Steve and Mike are heading up the up the M6, or they may still be on the M1, I'm not sure, but we'll quickly find out where they are before we get to the long forms. Justin has said St Johnston are the only professional club in Britain with the letter J in their name, fact fans. Ooh, that's interesting. Mal, did you know that? St Johnston are the only team with the letter J in Britain. Mal, are you there? Oh, hello, Peter. What's your stint? You're at the bottom of a well. What's going on? Where are you? I'm playing rugby. Rugby? Oh, dear. Don't. Never understood the game. There you go. What did you make of today? Having all three of you come from the northwest, you got down, saw you at the bunker. What Was it worth the trip? Yeah, it was uh, a pleasure to meet everyone. Uh, the Big Cheese, Alan, yourself, Justin, Carl, that, and uh, I... Well, we thought we had a replacement for Coney, but unfortunately, Mike has pulled his calf muscle as well. Oh, no. How did he do that? During the game? Playing playing football. (laughs) Silly bugger. Silly bugger. Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) Well, there there was you three, because, of course, they're based in the northwest. In the 88th minute, I'm presuming all three of you are looking up. You're basically Googling (laughs) trains to Liverpool... Yes, we want a table because we want our cheese buffet all to be bought out in front of us. And then on the 89th minute, you're all going, oh, fuck, we're having to go all the way down to Southampton. It's going to take more than cheese, aren't you? <laughs> That's correct. We were booking our curry house as well uh, <laughs> after the game. Oh, well, never mind. Well, it was lovely to see you all. It was lovely to see you all. Are you obviously being being a brunch, being the stalwarts of the the northern supporting arm, Northwest? Are you going to be venturing to across the Pennines to Yorkshire for uh, for Sheffield Wednesday on Wednesday? I'm not going. Uh, I think Steve's going. Absolutely, yeah, Steve's going. Our next game will be Leicester at home, and then the Rotherham away, which we're, hopefully we'll see everyone there as well. Wonderful stuff. Well, look, guys, safe journey back there and and lovely to meet you, Mike. We got to meet Mike. And if you don't remember, Mike was so nearly banned from attending any further games until basically the, the Watford first team went, no, we can't do this and scored four goals in the second half against Preston, after which all charges against Mike were dropped instantly. Mike, lovely to meet you, sir. Guys, have a good trip back up there. Thank you, Pete. Love, love, lovely there. There goes the Northwest Cheese Express. Wonderful stuff. So Justin says St. Johnson are the only professional club in Britain with the letter J in their name. Is that enough that the podcast should decide that we will look towards St. Johnson north of the border? Or should we just stop with such things? Who knows? Who knows? Dr. Dickie Sutton, lovely to meet him in the in the bunker earlier on. He said, a while back, I was on holiday in Stockholm and spotted a chap wearing a red, yellow and black scarf. I strode up to him and hollered, come on, you horns. He turned round and in a broad Glaswegian accent, no, mate. Partick Thistle, they should be our Scottish brothers and sisters. That is a very good shout. Not only that, of course, but we also signed Morris Johnston from there. And if rumours are true, he's probably the father of many 35-year-olds in this part of the world now. There we go. Martin Fletcher, host of the Yellow Brick Road B. What's that mean? Yellow Brick Road... 
broadcast or something like that. Anyway, we all know Martin. Martin's been on here many times. Hey, guys, good game. Bad subs. Should have won. Backman, get a move. Diving home. Oh, driving home. Not letting me request. No, I saw that, and I tried to invite you to request. So there's something strange going on with Twitter. Don't worry about that. Tomorrow night, interviewing Tommy Smith. Hope you come and listen at 7 p.m. So there we go. That's on Martin's Twitter space. Tomorrow night, talking to Tommy Smith. The other week, they were chatting to, to Jay Demerit, so do look out for that. Stephen Atkinson says, the Scottish team has to be Berwick Rangers. It, we've managed to stumble on something that is really getting everybody mobilised. Right, so Stephen says, Scottish team has to be Berwick Rangers. They play in gold and black. That's a good tick. They are interlopers in Scottish football, being an English team. Justin, I don't know about you, but I'm siding with towards anything that has the word interloper. I like that very much. It was lug nicely through the legs of the wall. Yes, absolutely. Mark of, of Watford in England sending through, so you can see it in there, The, the what looks like the colourised version of of <coughs> the goal in 1970, I think it was. Yes, it's yes, 1970, where we beat Liverpool to get through to the, to the semi-final. Excellent stuff. And it was, of course, Ray Lug. Can't remember what name I invented earlier on, but it purely fictional. Peter Joyless-Jones back again. Dennis ain't the answer, he says. I tell you now. We need someone who can take those chances. There's a reason why he has been keeping a bench warm for a couple of seasons. Peter's not convinced that Dennis is the answer. Fine, we will see, but that's that's his call, and I'm more than happy to uh, to hear that. Mark is now back and saying, gutted at conceding late, but in the first half, we looked good as going forward as I've ever seen, or sorry, as I've seen. Well, we'll never afford a finisher in the window, but in my opinion, could benefit from another experienced ball carrier in midfield who could dictate pace and control possession when the bullet's flying, like this very much. Dickie Sutton is back, having done his part at Thistlebank. He's, he's now back to talk to us about other things. We need to secure a defender or two in the window. Bringing on forward players in the game when you're hanging on to to a lead exposes our wafer-thin squad. A replay was the last thing we needed, to be honest. All the players were absolutely knackered at the end. And of course, it's Dr. Dickie Sutton. So when he speaks of knackered, he's doing this from a very medical standpoint. I may always be be overdoing that, Dickie. I do apologise, but hey, here's me. That's what I'm going to do. Steve Hall of Steve H Transport says, I hear people were talking about Dennis playing wide. I thought we bought him in as a target man. Surely it's set up for him. Ken, Yasser and Georgie and Matty, they can all ping the ball in and once he's match fit he should be picked first every week. He can play as a forward, he did it at Bruges to to good effect on a number of occasions, but I don't think he was ever really prolific. He does quite like that kind of play off the wide left, kind of Thierry Henry, Anthony Martial. Now it's a Marcus Rashford kind of role that a lot of players seem to like to come in if they're inverted. Martin's back again, host of the Yellow Brick Road, says Pollock, my man of the match. Steve's back again, says Pollock dropped no bollocks today. This is good. I like the fact that Steve's coming here on the long form and giving us five word reviews where the backman haters are. Gary, Louis Tashira. Plenty of positives. Shame to concede late on, but their subs piled on the pressure as we got deeper and tried to play on the counter. Pollock and Martins, fantastic best games in a while. Martins helped out defensively and really well too. On to Wednesday, games coming thick and fast. Steve Hall back again. The substitutions were strange today. I can't understand why you would take off two players that could feed Dennis. Very good. Uh, WFC George says uh, he's copied us in Watford FC FC News saying, Matthias Martins' free kick goal uh, today was the Hornets' first free kick scored at home since Alman Abdi in 2016 against Aston Villa, a game we won 3-2, if you recall. That was 
2,829 days ago. Bloody hell. That's a good one. Of course, if we remember, Messina scored away at, uh, at Cardiff, but that was away. This is re- referencing those particular home games, which is good. Uh, Jesse Hornet, here's Jesse, says Tom Deli Bashiro, hamstring strain, club said earlier. Lovely stuff. Ants here with us as well. And then we're going to finish off. Oh, no, we're going to, i tell you what, we're going to do Ant. Then we're going to go and quickly speak to Gary. Then we're going to finish off with Watford Limericks because that's always a good one. Ant says, Pollock, great attitude, but ultimately not good enough. Belgium team got offered him and said he's too slow. It's like Backman. Love the club, but it's a bit shit. To be honest, Pollock isn't as bad, but that's what it is. Yeah, no, the, the team who were offered him was Charleroi. And we all know the connections of which agent is connected with Charleroi, bearing in mind Mr. Medi Bayat is their, their managing director. So, yeah, when there's a player and he's not getting a chance and they're offering him a move, and, yeah, Charleroi came back and said, no, he's not fast enough. Well, it'd be interesting to see if they were watching today, but it's because I thought he really put it in both ways. Let's quickly get across to Gary, and then we're going to finish it off with, with Watford Limericks, which is just what I like to say, really. Gary, sir, how you doing? Good. Very quick one. Go on in. I've, 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 I've got to go. No worries. Uh, Scottish football team. Right. We've got to go for Berwick Rangers. <gasps> Two votes for Berwick, everybody. Why do we have to go for Berwick, though? I'm, I'm not going to just let these votes happen. They have to be investigated and checked. Why do we go for Berwick Rovers, Gary? Founded 1881. Oh, this is strong. This is good. Anything else? No. <laughs> Brilliant. There we go. Gary's come on, tipping the vote towards Berwick Rangers on the basis of 1881. Excellent stuff like that a lot, Gary. Like it very much. Here we are. We're now going to end with Watford Limericks. I had a great poem to write about free kicks and clean sheets and fight. In the end, it went wrong. I hate Stuart Armstrong, but we're still in the draw tonight. It was this afternoon. Tonight scans so much better. Watford Limericks, everybody. It's at, and he's on Twitter, at WFC Limericks. I say he, it could be a she. Watford Limericks, who knows? Who knows? Could be a he, could be a she. But get across there, at WFC Limericks, and give them a follow. This is tremendous stuff. Along with Hornet Haiku, we are changing what it really means to have obscure poetry uh, read on, on podcasts that don't know what on earth they're doing most of the time. Excellent stuff. This is good. This is good. This is good. Well, look, it's the cup game. It's We know that it's not necessarily the priority uh, these days. I, I still love the cup. I don't like the varnish of the cup coming off, but we know it is. So we can be a little bit more, what's the phrase, pragmatic about it. And we look at it and we've had people coming on and saying, well, maybe the under 21s, Hornet Cone saying, under 21s, send them, get them some experience. Don't worry about it too much. Because more games in the championship when you've already got 46 and you've got a limited squad, have we got enough to, to really do that? We've, we are in the transfer window, so we need to see whether or not those the, you know, the, those additional games will will encourage shall we say, the uh, the management of the team to come out and further support a manager that they have backed. And I don't just mean, actually, I was sarcastic previously when I said around and said, and that means they haven't sacked him. Of course they haven't sacked him, but... Here is your chance to step up. See what else. See what else you can do for the for the man. We shall see. We are going to continue. We are going to continue with the argument about who should be the podcast's adopted Scottish team. So far, St Johnston are doing well, very much through the work of Kevin, which is excellent. Doctor Dickie Sutton is saying that we should take colours into account, and therefore it should be Partick Thistle. And we have two arguments: one about one about the the again the colour of the kit being actually English, therefore not really a Scottish team, but one that's interlocal on the Scottish team. Go 
want to say we like that very much. Playing in black and gold, it's all very good. We will continue this nonsense as we do with all other nonsense, obviously, over a prolonged period of time and outstay our welcome. It's what we do here. But look, today, yeah, game, lovely. Didn't quite win, but we'll see how it goes. See you soon. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.